Welcome back again, friends, to your daily Bible podcast as we continue working our way through the story. Today we are in the book of Daniel, chapter 1. Now, the nation of Judah, the southern kingdom, has now fallen to the Babylonian Empire as a result of their sin and idolatry and ignoring uh, the warnings that God sent over and over and over, over hundreds and hundreds of years. They now have actually been uh, carried away from their homes. The temple has been destroyed. The land has been conquered. And we get the book of Daniel beginning in chapter 1, verse 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hands, along with some of the articles from the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylonia, and put them in the treasure house of his God. Then the king ordered... Ashpenaz, chief of his court officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and from the nobility, young men without any physical defects, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table, They were to be trained for three years, and after that they were to enter into the king's service. Among those who were chosen were some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief officials gave them new names, to Daniel the name Belshazzar, to Hananiah Shadrach, to Mishael Meshach, and to Azariah Abednego. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, And he asked the chief officials for permission not to defile himself this way. Now God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. But the official told Daniel, I'm afraid of my lord the king who has assigned you the food and the drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the other young men your age? The king would then have my head because of you. Daniel then said to the guard whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servant for ten days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food, and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed to this and tested them for ten days. The end of the ten days, he looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So... The guard took away their choice food and wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning, and Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. At the end of the time set by the king to bring them into his service, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked to them, and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. And Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. Okay, amen. So here we have a picture of what God's people look like during their time of captivity. 
What I mean by that is we get to see that even though the nation of Judah was under punishment from God, taken from their land, that did not mean that God was going to abandon his promises to his people. Unlike the nation of Israel, when it was taken into captivity by the Assyrian Empire, that's the end of the story. But that's not true with Judah. The story continues on, and we get to continue to see God's goodness, his faithfulness, his protection, and his provision on his people even during their 70 years that they're in Babylon in exile. God is still with them. He's still blessing them. He's still helping them even though they are under discipline. And so here in the story of Daniel, we see yet another critical point in God's story, that even when things are hard, and even when we're surrounded by people who look different and think different and act different, who have a different moral compass, a different set of understanding and laws, that our obedience to God first and his ways and his laws and his rules is what is of the most importance. As Daniel is obedient to God, as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are as well, God continues to bless them, to help them, to strengthen them, to give them wisdom, to take care of them. Friends, this is same for you and I. We live in exile. Now, not literally the way that Daniel did, but we live in exile in that The land in which we live, no matter where you're at in the world right now, is not home. If you're in Christ Jesus, home is not here. Home is God's kingdom, is heaven. That's what we were designed for. That's where we're going to live out eternity. We are only sojourning. We are only traveling. We are only refugees living on this earth and in the lands in which we live. And while we're in the world, we're not of the world. The rules, the, the requirements, the, the, the way that the people of this earth live according to their flesh are not the requirements and the way that we as Christians are called to live. We are called to follow after God. We are called, yes, to obey our leaders, but we are called to put the lordship and rulership of Christ first and foremost in our lives. Now, Daniel asked for permission to go on this special diet, and God gave them favor. That's what it says. It says God had actually given them favor in the eyes of this particular guard. Friends, following God is never easy in our world. In fact, it's going against the flow or upstream. But friends, if we will do it his way, not our way, follow his teachings and live according to his kingdom ways and values, he will bless us. He will help us. He will strengthen us. And regardless of what happens to us here in exile, as we sojourn through this life, regardless of what happens here, we will be repaid 110,000, a million times more in the life that is to come, our permanent home, our permanent residence in heaven. So whether or not everything goes smooth and fine here on this earth, whether or not everything that you ever desire or wish for on this earth comes true, which it certainly will not, in heaven there will be perfection. In the life we were designed to live for eternity, every desire, every wish, every dream will be possessed, will be taken hold of, will be lived out. 
So friends, I want to encourage you, like Daniel and his friends, let's not allow our cultures, our societies, or this world to set the tempo of our lives or to set the compass of our lives. Let's allow the Word of God and the Spirit to teach us, train us, and equip us as we, as disciples of Jesus, follow after Him, becoming more like Him and letting Him work through our lives. Let's pray. God, I thank you for examples like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are to us. I thank you that even living in a hostile place, in a hostile land, under a wicked king, you still blessed them, helped them, gave them wisdom, gave them health and understanding. And I pray, Lord, that we would be a people who would follow after you, who would seek after you, who wouldn't attempt to live our lives like everyone else's around us, but who would see that, God, you have a plan and a desire for our life. And in that plan is wholeness, is life, is blessing. And that's what we want, God. We want your blessing on our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.